News anchor and chief political reporter Charles Benson over there at TMJ4 is with us. Charles, thank you so much for being here. Always great to be with you, John. Debate last night. Did you watch the debate? I did, yes. I saw pretty much all two hours of it. And uh, here we had five on the stage. You know, when they were here in Milwaukee, there were eight. So only five qualified this time. Um, I know people will have their own take on it. My biggest surprise is that there was a lot of attention put on international issues with Israel, Ukraine, and China. Even the question uh, to the candidates uh, from concerns about Republican Mike Gallagher with China and TikTok. So I thought it had a lot of substance to it on issues that we had not heard a lot about. You know, we think more about the domestic issues around uh, the economy and abortion, but this one really had a heavy focus on those three big international issues. Charles, were you surprised at all at the way it really shot back and forth with candidates really stabbing at each other? I mean, Vivek Ramaswamy put pretty much everybody on blast. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. He called the party a party of losers. He blasted the moderators. He blasted Haley, Haley's daughter, right? I mean, nobody was out of bounds for him. You're correct. Uh, nobody was out of bounds for him. I, I, you know, I think we're seeing over time this has been part of his DNA uh, to sort of uh, be critical of the process and those who uh, he thinks are getting in the way of his ability to maybe get the nominee. I think I heard Ronald McDaniel, who was one of the people he went after. She is chairing the party. And I think her response, well, he's at 4%. Uh, so I, I'm not surprised that these debates get feisty. I've moderated at them. It's a, it's a tough job. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, but he came hot out of the gate uh, on uh, the, not only the moderators, but the Republican Party, at least the chairwoman. I want to ask you kind of through the lens of the Marquette poll, which just came out, because I know you're very familiar with that as well. Nikki Haley, by all accounts, did well last night. She had a pretty good night. Uh, the pundits say that she may have been the winner. And the Marquette poll had some good news for Nikki Haley also. So, John, this is interesting because, yes, when you look at all these candidates that are up there, all are at a distance from the front runner here, the former president, Donald Trump. And so you're looking at, all right, if not Trump, who is number two? Who is number three? And a lot of people put Ron DeSantis in there, and he's done that in polling, and then Nikki Haley. But when you look at it through the lens of Wisconsin and what came out in this Marquette poll, I mean, here it is that Nikki Haley, in a head-to-head hypothetical race against Joe Biden, she leads by 9%. And the other thing is, when you dig into those numbers, Nikki Haley is pulling in 15% of people who said they voted for Joe Biden in 15%, at, at 15% of people who voted for Joe Biden in 2020. That's remarkable to me in terms of where she stands a year out from the election uh, with voters here in Wisconsin. So while Biden leads Trump in Wisconsin and while DeSantis leads Biden by a couple points in Wisconsin, neither of these folks, DeSantis or Haley, look like they have a chance of winning the nomination. And it's just such a stark contrast that when you look at 
what they might do against Biden versus where they currently are in the polling. And when you look at polling, too, by the way, you know, I mean, Donald Trump has been spending more time in courtrooms these days, uh, given the long list of legal issues he's faced. But look in the, in the Marquette poll. Since June, he's up seven points with Republican voters. But Nikki Haley, she's up eight percent with voters in Wisconsin. DeSantis is down by 12 percent. So, Charles, by your estimation, nothing from last night did anything to, to so, hurt Donald Trump? So that's the thing. I mean, while you hear this spirit debate and you, people might walk away saying Nikki Haley won or they like what Ron DeSantis said, the question is, when you look at poll after poll, nothing is moving the primary base, the majority of the Republican base, away from Donald Trump. And so I keep wondering here, as we're now approaching January 15th, we're just over 60 days away from the Iowa caucus. Uh, you know, time is running out. The runway is getting shorter here. This is the third debate. They're now getting a sense, voters, the primary uh, Republican base, is getting a better look at who these candidates are. And right now, they're still feeling more comfortable with Donald Trump taking on Joe Biden, and in essence, something we haven't seen in our lifetime, kind of two incumbents running again for the White House. Charles Benson is with us. Charles, I'm sure you saw the same polls I did earlier this week that looked at the top seven swing states, the top states considered battleground states. And Joe Biden, the only state that he was beating Donald Trump was here in Wisconsin. What do you read into that? Yeah, so we're the outlier. And I don't have a good feeling for why that is, because it seems like on some of the key issues, uh, abortion has been a key issue for Democrats, and Democrats have found a way to win on talking about women's rights, reproductive rights. But the economy is not on Joe Biden's side, and he remains way underwater when it comes to the economy. And I think that plays out in all the battleground states, yet here he still holds that edge. The other thing we haven't talked a lot about is Robert Kennedy Jr., Okay, he is uh, still in this race, no longer as a Democrat running to challenge Biden, but now more on the independent side. And what was interesting to me in that New York Times Siena poll that you talked about, where Biden is lagging in five out of the six battleground states except Wisconsin, when Kennedy's name is put into the mix, it really kind of shakes things up. Shakes things up, except here in Wisconsin, Biden still is up by two. Trump is at thirty-five, and get this: Kennedy in Wisconsin in that New York Times poll at twenty-two percent. 22%. Think about that. A third-party candidate at 22%. The last time we saw that in Wisconsin, 30 years ago, a guy named Ross Perot really upset the uh, the apple cart, you could say, here in that race. Clinton wins with 41% in Wisconsin, and Bush 41, George Herbert Walker Bush, loses a re-election effort, and a lot of people would point to Ross Perot for that. TMJ4's Charles Benson. Thank you, Charles. You're welcome.